to Story Hooked, a podcast by two book lovers here on a mission to help you find your next read and maybe hook you on our favorites along the way. Okay, it's been so long since we've done one of these. It's because we're people. We're people who lead lives and sometimes need a break from the microphone. But true to form, we're both sick as we come back. Why does this happen every (laughs) single time? I know. It's normally just one or the other, but tonight it's both of us. Both of our families have come down with separate, stupid, terrible illnesses, and we're still recovering from them. still recovering, but we're here. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are on the uphill now, right? I think so. Well, it sucks Ish. because all of my family got it before me and I'm the last one to get mm. it. So everyone's like, they're doing great. And I'm like, this sucks because I was taking like, care of all of okay. them. Yeah. Like, take care of me. So, man. Oh, man. I, I normally only get sick like in the winter. So mm-hmm. I feel like the summer is like really weirding me out. <laughs> Man, I just have a crappy immune system. This last winter, yeah. I kid you not, I don't think I went three weeks without getting sick. Like, That's clearly, crazy. my immune system was shot. Like, like yes, it's a focus yeah. this year of fixing my immune health because it's health. ridiculous. Take care of your health, people. Yes. And like a week or so ago, <sighs> someone in our house got sick, and then we went to a family wedding, and um, yeah. and I think I think that might be where we pick something up because. Me and me and my son, um, my little toddler, we both got the same thing, and we're gonna call it um, a dragon living in our bodies. <laughs> that is what it felt like. It was the Yikes. worst. Oh, so Literally, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday night, Lynette, I was curled up on my bathroom tile, oh, just listening listening to a book actually, because I'm like, I need to think about something besides <laughs> oh my, my dying gosh. body. It's so- true when we're sick that you get so much more time to read I mean if you're like not super I mean I've read so much I've binge watched I've binge read it's been great but I also like don't want to be sick (laughs) I like if I'm sick enough for it to put me out like I can't read like I be because like I mean I will lay there holding a book in my fingers and just like fall asleep (laughs) that happened the other night too where I was like I'll take advantage of this time and my brain was like yeah no absolutely not the night before I actually got sick I um what's it called I fell asleep at eight o'clock in the evening you don't understand how weird that is for me I'm a person who goes to bed around midnight or after not it's not a good thing I'm trying to fix that but eight o'clock is very dramatic and I was like I'm just gonna lay here for a few minutes and then I'll get up and I was I woke up at like 10 30 and I was like oh what just happened well I'm going back to bed (laughs) and then the next day and my son had been sick that day and the next day I woke up sick and we had a on weekend but that's not why we're here we're here to talk about for the throne which comes out tomorrow and we're so excited for why i don't know why i thought it was the night i I did too yeah i don't know but it's always tuesdays so we just didn't check the calendar or something we just got confused (laughs) yes i really thought it was the night but hey two days earlier great Great, great, great. I'm actually holding it in my hands right now. Just Ooh, that's right. You got you got a physical ARCU too, right? I did. I did. I got, yes. And so. Oh, the cover is just so Oh, cool. I love these covers. They're so beautiful. I love, like, this new trend of, like, yes. art that we're seeing yes. on covers. Okay, there's yes. a few trends I don't love and some that I really do. And yes. this is one I really like. It's like the 
there's a lot of folk art going around and then there's like yeah. kind of like the creepy folk art and I love it I'm into yeah. that <laughs> um and full disclosure Lynette has finished for the throne I haven't finished it yet so this is a mostly spoiler free episode but a few things yeah. might slip for for the wolf which is the first in this duology so if you've never heard of these and you're just like what is this podcast let me listen to it which feels weird to say but you know maybe yeah. um I have no idea I had no idea who all is listening to this, but yeah. for, you know, the handful of y'all out there, yes. um, this is an amazing duology. It's a, an adult fantasy by Hannah Wynn. And you know what I was thinking about today, Lena? I was thinking how I kind of feel like we owe her a little bit of a debt. Um, yeah. So <laughs> because um, hers was the first book that we buddy read last year. Um, Lynette and I have known each other a long, long time and we love each other big time. But the last couple of years, honestly, my reading kind of fell by the wayside and my writing. Both of them did. I was in college and then I had a little baby and then it was the pandemic. And then January-ish, no, it was December of 2020 came around and you sent me a book and I was like, oh my gosh, I love reading. I forgot about that. Yeah. You sent me, um, I think. No, you no, you sent me oh, Lies oh, Jane Austen Told Me by Julie Wright. And I read it in six hours. I didn't get off the couch. <laughs> I I my son went to bed and I lay down on the couch and I I you know, I think I got up like once to pee and that was it. And like <laughs> it went to bed at like two or three in the morning. And I just missed reading so much. And we started like doing more and like chatting about books again and stuff. Um and what's it called? The Ooh. My brain just froze. We're also very tired because like we said, we're we're sick and our families have been sick. So you're getting a dash of reality in this episode. And um, what's it called? That was the first book. Oh, yeah. We went to the bookstore and essentially I was like, here, you take this book. And you were like, here, take this book. And then I was like, and you should read For the Wolf because I want to read it and I want to talk to someone about it. And that was the first book that we buddy read. And like a couple weeks later, we were like, do you want to start a podcast just for fun? Do you want to start an Instagram just for fun, just so I can talk to you about books again? Which is really like why we're here, you know, to like, we just kind of like missed each other and wanted to talk about books. And then you guys did too. Hence why, (laughs) why there. Honestly, yes. The Wolf got me back into reading. I forgot after having my beautiful babies, I love them so much, but I forgot that I love how how much I love reading. And Mm -hmm. the wolf and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. How have I forgotten about this part of like my life? And we we talked about it and here we are. (laughs) I wonder how much fangirling we can do for Hannah Witten before she gets a little creeped out about us. Oh, (laughs) Um, please don't be scared of us, Hannah. We are slightly obsessed with you. It's fine. Yeah. We adore you. That's all. <laughs> I feel like we're in her DMs like all every week. Time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm an idiot. I am like the biggest fool. I'm like fangirling so hard. I don't care. I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I don't care. I love her. Um, I am not above putting myself into a person's life to be like, come here, be my friend. I'm gonna be your friend. I'm gonna love your books so much. <laughs> you're so cool. You're so cool. Um. <laughs> I had a couple experiences like that. I went to Y'all West this year, which is a book festival in Santa Monica. It's the one on the West Coast versus the East Coast. And I don't I don't think I've told I don't remember if I've told you about this, but I met a couple authors and um 
Okay. Okay. So we're just going to spill this to the whole internet. It's a little embarrassing, (laughs) but let me explain that I was right about to start my period and I didn't know that yet, but this clued me in. (laughs) We were just walking and we turned and Stephanie Garber was just standing there hanging out. Please understand that like the time for you to talk to authors if you're signing a book is like 30 seconds. But like if you catch them just hanging out and they want to talk to you, cool. And I saw her and I like smacked my friend who I was with. I was like, Stephanie Garber. Oh my gosh. And she looks at me and then she turns and looks at the person next to her and she's like, that's Kristen Dwyer. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just like so excited. And I have heard people talk about how like, oh, you know, like when I meet authors, I cry. It's like meeting celebrities. I actually... I don't feel that. Oh, I didn't think I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just like, this is so cool. I'm so excited. I, and I was just like, okay, you just got to get over the social awkwardness of, you know, you just got to put yourself yeah, out there. I went over there and I, I also did um, Adrian Young's Writing with the Soul workshop because I'm, I'm a writer and I did that last year and Kristen yeah. was involved in that too. And I was just like, I love her so much. And I went and tapped on her shoulder. She turned around and I smiled really big and I was like, hi. And I introduced myself and then I burst into tears. <laughs> it was so funny and embarrassing a little bit but like also I've been way more embarrassed in my life so like it's gonna take a lot more than that I was just so excited (laughs) and um and so then also I'm recording in my living room today because I cannot handle stuffing myself into a closet I just can't I'm too clammy for that (laughs) too sick too clammy we're gonna be out in the living room so sorry if there's a little echo we're not professionals we're here to have a good time um but, but um, also, like 30 seconds ago, you might have heard me go over and awkwardly turn off my heater because I didn't want to disrupt the podcast. But now I'm talking about it. So there was like a loud noise. Anyway, I but I car driving by. <laughs> <laughs> I was turning, trying to turn off my heater. Um, yeah, it was a car. Totally a car. <laughs> but we talked to her for like 20 minutes and she was so nice. And I was a little starstruck just because she, I love her and she's amazing. And she asked us about our books and I was not mentally prepared because I was with there with some other author friends and I was yeah. not mentally pre- prepared for someone to ask me what my book is about. And I panicked oh, and I just yelled bees in her face. And then I was like that. I was like, bees. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, take a breath. And then I slowed down and actually told her about it. And she got, gave some awesome advice and stuff, but like, <laughs> but it gets worse are you ready or better I guess um a couple minutes later someone walked by no a couple minutes later another person came by and was talking to Kristen for a minute and Kristen was so generous with her time she talked to us for like 20-25 minutes and um was like like and I was like I'm gonna pretend I'm definitely on a first name basis with you and like gave her like a lot of like a hug and stuff like that and it was just so nice and made her Sign some advice. All it was fine. It's fine. Um, you just you gotta throw your pride out the window in moments yeah. like that. But um, and we also got to talk to Stephanie Garber, which was amazing. Anyway, I'm getting off track. It's this woman comes up and is talking to um Kristen, and it was really cool. And all and I was and I didn't know who she was. She was just talking, and then she was about to leave, and I like glanced down at her name tag, and it was Shay Earnshaw, who is also <laughs> another amazing author. And I looked at her, Lynette. I have not even read her books yet. I have two of them on my shelf and I haven't even read them yet. And I was like, you're Shay Earnshaw. And I burst into tears again. <laughs> oh my! God. And it was in that moment that I knew I'm like, 
I give it less than 24 hours before I start bleeding. It's like, I'm so- <laughs> that is so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a little horrifying. I'm so sorry. Uh- also, and then I was just like, okay, now I'm fine. It was just like the shock and excitement of it. Because I've read some yes. of her stuff, but just not the full books yet. But anyway. I totally, there's no judgment here. I'm telling you, if I met Hannah Witten in person, I would definitely cry. Let's, let's, (laughs) let's manifest this actually. When we meet Hannah Witten, Hannah, we're taking you to lunch. If you ever listen to this episode, we're 100% going to buy you lunch one day. Anything you want. Our queen. Yep. Um, Hannah, we love you. Oh my gosh. Which is (laughs) why we wanted to do an episode (laughs) for her like halfway through um, to talk about why we love this duology because it's, it's a solid, solid duology and it is so immersive, like and complex in the world, not, not complex, like over the top, a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's just like very rich and, and we love it. So once again, it's like a rich story instead of it being like overwhelming. It's just like, Oh, this has so much I want to unpack, you know? I have to confess something and it's going to make you so mad. I well I know that you know that I kind of cheated a little bit on this book and definitely ah, looked ahead. So <laughs> but it kind of helps our purposes tonight, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. I'm still I'm still I'm still reading it, but I do have some big spoilers. Enough to give me opinions on it the second book. Oh my gosh. Um I know I have a problem. Normally I'm fine, but also sometimes I just have a problem. Yeah. My impatience gets ahead of me. But um I think I'm like a third of the way through or all. Yeah. I think I'm like a third of the way through. Yeah. And my physical copy comes on Friday and I think I need the physical copy. I think for this book, for some reason, like my brain need, wants paper yeah. and her paper is so beautiful and lush. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm fanning it right now. Just the side pages are like, mm. what do they call this? It's like rigid. It's yeah. When it's like a rough cut edge. I don't know what it's actually yeah. called, but it I like it. Oh, it makes it so special. I love it. So, for those who have never heard of this duology, here's the pitch, sort of. I shouldn't pitch it. I don't know how to do it well. Um, Here's the gist of the first book. It's the concept of there being these two sisters. Are they twins? Yes. Okay. It's been a while since we read the first one. Um, And in this land that they live in, they kind of owe this debt of protection to this sentient creepy forest that is deathly and inside there is a wolf keeping their king their like cultures kings hostage and every time that people in this kingdom have two daughters the first daughter becomes queen and the second one is sacrificed to the wolf in hopes that he will be appeased and will let the kings go this is where we're going to get a little spoilery just to for this little recap the spoiler is that in the first book it's all about that second daughter the second sister who goes in and finds out that hey guess what there's not an actual wolf it's actually a man it's a dude um who handsome one yeah and one of our favorite book boyfriends, for sure. We love you. Oh. And he is... The kings are not great people. Things are not as they seem. That's a big theme in this duology, is things not being as they appear or yeah. how you first think they are going to be. Yeah. 
And turns out that he has this connection to this wood and is trying to keep what I would like to think about as it's kind of reminds me of the upside down in Stranger Things, this un- underworld that's like on the flip side of this wood, the Shadowlands. Is that what they call it? Yes. I watched Lion King 2 the other day with my son. And for a second, I was like, Shadowlands, am I channeling my inner Disney here? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, Inverted Kingdom. Yeah. And so the f- whole first book takes place with this second sister in this top forest learning how to not, you know, be killed by the forest. And big spoiler, eventually becoming like falling in love with the guy and becoming, how would you say, like unified with it, yes. like bonded to it? Yes. They where it's no love- longer a threat to her. Right. Yes. They like become like a god and goddess of the woods. And like, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool how that happens. But anyways. Meanwhile, all sorts of religious shenanigans are going down back at the Capitol. With, back at the, <laughs> and sister number one is trying to save sister number two because she doesn't know that she isn't actually in danger. And those shenanigans wind up with her and a fallen king, I guess. you Is he called king or fallen god? King, god. I mean, they kind of. Kind of the same-ish. them as both, yeah. So. Um, gets trapped in those Shadowlands. And so then the second book is about their attempts to get her back. And so there, there's a lot of like mirror stuff in this story, like the different sisters mirroring each other with like the vibrant alive woods and the dead shadowy Shadowlands and this sister with one personality and the other with a very different personality. And even the covers, I do love how the covers like mirror each other. Like mirror each other. Oh, yeah. I know on a shelf next to each other, it's just like, oh, so stunning. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, they're so beautiful. I just gotta share really fast the dedication in here. The dedication at the beginning of For the Throne, I thought was just like, it just punched me in the heart so hard. It says, to anyone who grew thorns instead of flowers, you had your reasons. Oh, I love that one. That's what? right. I remember that one. Oh, just, oh that is like, oh, punches me And channels Neve. So the, the sisters are Red and Neve and Man channels her so well. She is, she has so much fire. I love her. I love her. And okay, from this point on, there might be some spoilers. Just you know, go in with eyes open. I love her and Solmir's banter so much. The there's oh. so much. They have so much tension, and it's awesome. It's so awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm like swooning right here. I'm getting like, am I sweating because I'm sick or because it was just that good? Because the t- probably because you're sick, darling. You're sick. <laughs> but also, um, I okay. So a pet peeve of mine is when books like when the relationships basically all feel the same and where it's just like, okay, you're all just copycats of each other. You're literally all the same human that beings. That's so true. I've never thought of that. That is so true. I yes. Think- when it's like, well, you know how to write one relationship dynamic type of thing. And I really love that all the relationships, romantic or otherwise in this book, feel very different from each other. Like that Red and Eamon. So individual. Which I now know how to pronounce his name. Last time we, when we reviewed, we have a For the Wolf episode. It's like one of our very first episodes. Go listen to it. And I remember the whole time we're like, how do you think we say this? (laughs) We didn't know. Is it Eamon? 
Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Neve. I always said Nev. Now I know it's Neve. I say Nevera, and I also say Neve. Nevera and Neve. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Red and Amon's dynamic is so different from like Solmir and um Neve. And then I mean that's different than some of the other side stuff going on too. And also, by the way, I haven't finished it, so I don't know how things went. That's that's not true. I looked ahead. Never mind. You you, you- <laughs> I was trying to spare spoilers, but we already warned them. If you've come this far, you're you're here for the spoilers. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. They had their chance. They know. Um, okay, so I, I've been dying to ask you, actually, of those two pairings, who is your favorite? Because I think I know what you're gonna say, but I'm I'm curious. Really? Wait, yeah. are you talking about Rafa? are you talking about Rafa's? Character? No, I'm talking about like the sisters and their love interests. Like Oh my god. Who is your favorite? You, yeah, oh, you do. Let me think. Hold on. Uh, and I um, think I know who you will pick. You do. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I have a theory. Okay, I want to hear your theory. No, so, you got to tell me first. I'll be honest. I will tell you. Okay. I just love... Okay, fine. It's Neve and Solmir. I know! I know, because I they... Know. I don't know, because I know you. <laughs> I'm um, such an enemies to lovers sucker i can't not love it (laughs) oh and their their dynamic is awesome i still love that quote she shared this one in a snippet um like ahead of time but i still love it the i can't be your conscience and i can't be your spine quote Mm. it's delicious i love it fire oh oh my gosh there is so much of that in there if you love like the banter of enemies to lovers just gorgeousness it is so good it is so good and it's plentiful and it never ends it's so great also like i like that a solmir is not a good guy but he's also not a bad guy hamley let me explain i feel like sometimes you get painted like this guy over here is bad and then when it's his time for the love story it's like he's totally misunderstood he's such a softy he's so nice he's not that big of a deal that's true and the thing is it's true in the fact that once we get to know him in this book we have a lot of sympathy for him but the book does not erase his sins and he does have to pay for them you know what i mean and I, i liked that where it was like He's not suddenly spotless, but he is very sympathetic. Right, right. And he says, okay, I just, multiple times throughout the book, he is telling Neve that she is good. He's like, you are good, and I am not. And it's like so sweet because it's like this, like he knows who he is, and Neve is trying to figure it out, and it's like, I don't know, it just – makes me feel all gooey inside. <laughs> See, this is fascinating because it makes you feel gooey and it makes my writer brain wake up because my writer brain is just like, yes, I love writing characters who don't think they're worthy because oh, yes. I just, it's my, it's a favorite. Um, yeah, it's really fun because they have, I, I, it's a very relatable emotion as a human and it's just so rich okay. to mine that emotion and I've realized that my writer brain has twisted me a little bit because we'll be talking about things and it'll be like super sad messed up backstories I'm like this is delicious tell me more <laughs> not in real life though only in books I would never respond that way to a real life issue no. but in terms of like right. telling stories about like healing and hope and stuff I love it 
all right. about it. Redemption arc. Yes. Development. I will say there is a well. Maybe I won't say. I don't know because you haven't read it yet, so I'm not gonna say. But or maybe you have. I don't know. There's this part, just like an ultimate plot twist when you're like you see their relationship developing and you're like oh this is all gonna work out and then there's just this big <laughs> like Hannah drops this bomb and you're like I should have seen this coming and there's this betrayal and the and the anger and the it like but it somehow I don't I don't know how to explain it because I know that you haven't gotten there yet if you read the first third I don't think so I don't think I've gotten there yeah but you like but now I know it's coming but now, <laughs> I'm Sorry. It's okay. No, you cannot spoil it more than I've already spoiled it for myself. I was impatient. Too excited. <laughs> Just there are plot twists coming, and you will not be able to see them coming. Excellent. Think that you, they, and now that I've said something, you're gonna expect it, but it's still gonna hit you when you don't expect it. <laughs> excellent. 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 Uh, um. What was the other thing I was going to say? Okay, so I was pretty sure that you were going to say that you connect most with Neve and Solmir. And I, I was pretty sure you were going to say that, which is awesome, because I still think my favorites are Red and Eamon. Not because, not because this book lets down at all. This book is amazing. Like, I love Neve and Solmir's dynamic together. It is electric. But I just, I'm sorry. I just, I just love them so much. You do. You do. And I knew I do. That you would say that, too. That is so funny. It's I'm so sorry. Funny. No, I'm a I'm a plant about? I'm a plant person. So if you if you you put plants, plant magic, in a person in their story, it's going to be really hard for me to resist. And then their personalities and their dynamic on top of that, their dynamic is like the I will make myself hurt to take. It's literally like because in the first book, remember how like he can take her pain, so he'll be like, yeah, give me your hand. I'm going to take your broken bones because I don't want you to have oh broken gosh, bones. Yeah, that is Okay, the, when awesome. it talks about like she traces the scar on his face that was when he took her scar and so it's like literally the first mark she made on him i'm sorry but that crap is amazing it's oh, i just okay, okay but wait hold on i don't know if you know re- you did read this remember how solmir in this book is taking the shadow magic into himself yeah that is also excellent her. that is also excellent stuff this is not to shame them at all. Oh, it's no, just no, no, a fangirl hard. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Some, something, something about it. I just love their dynamic so much. He was one of my favorite, like, oh my gosh, fictional heroes I've read in a long time. Have you read their love scene in this book? Yeah. Read it even. Oh, wasn't it, was it great. so great? Yeah. Not going to lie. Like, I was so very happy. I read it and I'm like, Mikkel's going to love this. Well, also because I'm very picky about like, like sex scenes that I do or don't like. Because so I am very picky. I'm just like, that was not very me. interesting. Yeah. And others are like, that was non existent. Okay. Um, and I like how she handled it so much. Like, I just, I don't know. I just did. It was very, um, how do I put it? I don't even, I know what you're saying. The focus was so much on the dynamic of their relationship rather than being like, how many times can we use the word thrust? You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know if my, I think my sister listens to this podcast. Um, (laughs) 
we're annoyed by that, but we love when it's the emotional connection. Come on. <laughs> I, I get annoyed when it feels like a sex scene gets thrown in more for shock value than for like furthering for, the plot and the characters. For building the book, yes. yeah. And honestly, the way she, the way that Hannah has like written those scenes is like, honestly, pretty classy, but you feel the depth of the emotion and the reward of like the emotional growth so much. Yeah. I was, I texted you because, (laughs) well, you told me that it made you happy. So when I got there, I was like, yeah, I still love them. I'm still obsessed with them them. so much. Well, and, and, and the context of that scene of like when, when it happens and the, like he, well, he's pretty pissed off and there was a lot of emotions. They were good emotions. Um, okay. Our, our goal with this was to convince people to read this duology. And we basically just ranted about, you know what, um, our fever brains, I was going to say we've ranted about the books, but the truth is we've kind of wandered. Here are some reasons why we should read the duology. I made a list. Let me find you it. You made a list. a girl. It's a short list on a this. phone that I can't find. You know what? I'm just going to... Nope. Got it. Okay. First of all, I love sentient settings so much. Like sentient yeah. nature. Honestly, for me that right there is a selling point like if someone tells me like this has a sentient forest this is a sentient house this is a sentient ocean i'm like give it to me i want it right now (laughs) and so for me i'm just gonna lead out with that it's this forest is fabulous it is so gruesome and so uh, honestly i'm not big into like body horror or lots of those elements in books and this is probably like right on my border like this is what i will read and i will recommend it's up there, but it's not so it's not over the top that I'm like gonna be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because you know stuff that happens, but it's not like in gruesome detail. You know right. what I mean? Right. But this this forest is so intense and I love it. Yeah. Um one of my favorite moments in For the Wolf is the moment when she's essentially speaking to the wood and it like tells it essentially realizes like you're right, I can't force you to do this. Like you have to make a choice and it tells her like choice, like you have to choose. Love it. All about it all about it i love things i love how it connects to the emotions how like they're getting overwhelmed it's gonna things are gonna grow i just it's it's great love 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 um prose is very enjoyable it is i feel like it can be easy to get to to prose that is very flowery or prose that is very plain and I feel like this is very lyrical prose that still feels very grounded yes. does that make sense no totally. like it's very rich it's very lush prose yes it's like without it being like too much that it gets like stuck in your throat but not like bland it's like this is like it's just that sweet spot of the middle I was gonna say lyrical that's like a really good mm-hmm. way to it. it was like it's mystical but not like overly stunned you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just enjoyable um I'm reading these notes now they're hilarious because I clearly was writing them when I was kind of tired one of them (laughs) says botanical and alive is my jam that is literally my note (laughs) (laughs) but it's true and I couldn't think of a better way to phrase it (laughs) how do I rephrase this no that that's it just leave it there (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to fix that one. That one's too good. Oh it's God. like when you write yourself notes from your dreams so you can remember and you read them the next day. Sometimes I'll do that for story ideas. And I look at that the next day and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> did I think that was coherent? That is hilarious. Man, I also really love a good sister story. And this is a good one. Yes. Like, that's oh one of my God. favorite dynamics to read is sisters, especially so sisters that are like, have a good relationship, you know? Yes. Not in like competition of each other. They're like, they love each other. They're going to save each other. They want to save each other. Yeah. They make mistakes because they love each other. They I love that. Because of that. Yes. And that's or so when I say mistakes, I mean morally questionable choices, yeah. <laughs> which is enjoyable. Um, oh, and we mentioned this earlier, but I, I, another reason I recommend this one is because it's a really good duology that showcases time and time again, things not being what they seem. It's like right. literally from the start, like the Wilderwood and Amon and Solmir and the Shadowlands and the Kings and the history and the religion and the problems. Like, I feel yeah. like every layer in this book is, this is what you think it is. Guess what? It's a lie, which is so, uh, it's, I, mm, that's how things happen in real life. Yeah. You know, like folk tales and yeah. traditions yeah. and stuff it gets passed down from word to mouth. And you're like, you know what? Actually, that is not actually fully yeah. accurate. Yeah. And I feel like that makes this feel like a more elevated story to me, you know, like it feels just so rich and yeah. real. And I love it. It's when the things happen and they're learning that things are not as they seem, it just, it changes their character development in such a dramatic way that you're like, you're invested. And mm -hmm. I also love, I'm just going to add, I, I don't know if you were going to say this, but they are like a very loose retellings. Like the oh, yes. We love retellings here. We love them. The first one is like a loose Red Riding Hood retelling, and the second one's like a loose Beauty and the Beast. And Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. Belle is my favorite. I mean, very loose. It's very much more, it's much darker, obviously. So loose. Yeah. So like, loose, but like very, way, very gentle concept. Right. right. <laughs> but it like, it, it hooks you in with like the premise without it being like this is a complete retelling it's like totally different i like loose way. retellings yeah. yeah retellings have been done so many times i want to be surprised i liked the cons like just taking yeah. like one concept of a familiar tale and then spinning it out like i love that right and that definitely will do that where it's like familiar but not almost not at all but enough to i don't, I don't know how to explain it but it's, it's just so well yeah done. it's like the comfort of a familiar like how you like a certain trope you know it's like the com comfort of it's not the beauty yeah. and the beast trope but that you know that structure yes but is very unexpected because there's stuff in there that is yeah. very different there's so much so many unexpected things that just hit you that are so oh i can't wait to hear what you think come talk to us with your reactions with all of the plot twists because they're gonna be so good i can't wait to hear what people think i have to end this conversation on a confession <laughs> what um since we're talking about disney shows and also we're talking about chemistry oh my God. um please understand <laughs> that i'm at a point in my life where um so much of my world is ruled by a creature who is a tornado and is also two and a half years old <laughs> and we watch a lot of disney yeah. and i'm a person who 
loves to read and loves to write and loves story structure. And so we end up discussing the, in my household, we end up discussing deeply the story arcs and inner meanings and all that, oh, but like with Pixar, yes, 100% all yes, the time. And it. it's really weird when I try and discuss this with other people and they're like, what is going on? Why, why do you care why about you this? And I'm like, because so-and-so I have a child and that's what I'm watching in my life right now. I don't have time for other stuff. We learned. Come on. It's but true. I had a realization the other day. Um, some people might disagree with this. That's fine. You can disagree with this. But we rewatched Tarzan for the first time in a long time. Oh, and I Tarzan. loved Tarzan is in like my top three. Like growing up, I loved wow. Tarzan so much. Wow. Yeah. Big one. Um, lots of love but I hadn't seen it in years and I was watching this one and I don't think I had really watched it more than once since having Warren you know we're the truth is that I can no longer watch the some of the newer Pixar's I just I cannot I am burnt out so we are working our way through the old stuff right now because if I have to watch Wally one more time I will implode (laughs) um but he just loves the robots so much (laughs) just too many times too many times in a row same with Toy Story 4 I will scream um so we're watching the old stuff and I was watching this and I was like Jacob to my husband I'm like Tarzan and Jane have more sexual chemistry than any other Disney couple I will die on this hill they do and he he thought about it and he's like I think you're right and I'm like I'm definitely right here are my points And, and then I sat there and I'm like you know what I think that's why I liked them so much growing up because they felt so like fun and real and I'm sorry but I feel absolutely nothing compelling about some of the older princes like the guy for Sleeping Beauty or Snow White they don't exist so I can't I can't root for that love story because who am I really rooting for it's nothing it's a piece of cardboard I love them so much she's one of my favorite characters it's because he's yeah. a forest guy. That's why you love is him. That, is, that, is that my thing? Is it the, the forest? jungle. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So, so we're sitting there watching it with my son. I'm just like, yep. Yeah, there's, I will there's sexual chemistry here. I'm going to die on this hill. Die on a hill like anyone's going to care about that. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the world right now. Uh, um. I just thought of something, but I feel like I'm not going to actually say it on the podcast. I'll tell you after. Okay. Um, so- <laughs> I'm not sure if that, why that is where I'm going to cut it off. But anyway, I hope you guys read For the Throne. We are so grateful that you're here. There are like 10,000 of you here, and I have no idea what to do with that. So <laughs> um, cool. Thanks for reading Thanks and liking books. Liking books with us. We are such big fans of a lot of books and we love sharing them with you and being obsessed about it and crazy and it's just so fun <laughs> so come yeah. be crazy with us. and oh. Hannah Witten has worked so hard every author works so hard and her book comes out tomorrow so you should well actually when you're listening to it it will be today so yes. definitely go give her some love go order that book we don't get anything if you order the book we just love it so like we're not we trying really to coerce you for it. any selfish reason we yeah. just want to talk to you about it and, and cover. fangirl over it yes. <laughs> and over the cover. All right. Love. Goodbye. Bye. You hooked yet? Join us next week for our next episode or find us on Instagram to connect and chat about your newest book-related obsession. 